Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Overtime magic gets the Flyers the win. Couturier tipped it ahead, catching up to the end of the sphere. He's got a man going to the net. Van Riemsdyk in the backhand, and he scores. James Van Riemsdyk tucks it around Kincaid for his 13th goal of the year. That's eight in the last 15 games, and the Flyers pounce on the mistake and take the lead. A shot from the point. Provorov scores. He throws it from the left point, and Ivan Provorov finds the back of the net for his fourth goal of the year. Not sure if it was tipped in front, but Philadelphia's taken the two-goal lead in the New York zone for a check. Down low below the goal line, Giroux behind the net, gives it up, Farabee with the shot, he scores! The power play goal by Joel Farabee, it's his 12th goal of the year, and the Flyers get one back, it's now 3-3. Giroux, Dvoracek, into the goal, but they score! What a pass! Dvoracek to the crease, and Giroux just has to put his stick down and bat it by, the Flyers tie it on the power play. Flyers trying to get a change made, played ahead, but Dvoracek is getting his control, he goes in with a chance to win it, he scores! Jake Dvoracek turns Kincaid inside out, backhand to forehand, and Dvoracek with the overtime winner, the ninth of his career, and the Flyers beat the Rangers 5-4. to four. And welcome to your Tuesday, March 16th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. I got to say this right off the hop. The Flyers and the Rangers have played some really entertaining back-and-forth hockey games. I know that that's not the way you want to do it all the time, where you have a lead, two-goal lead, then you lose a lead, then you tie it, then you lose a lead again, then you tie it, then you have a goal disallowed, but eventually you win it in overtime. You'll take the result. But these games, from an entertainment standpoint against the Rangers, have been incredibly entertaining. It's it's kind of a almost throwback a little bit, and to to when a time when defensive zone systems weren't so quite dialed in, and maybe they're not dialed in because you know there's no practice time, and that's when coaches really kind of get their meat hooks into a team and find ways to stop the opposition. You'd think familiarity would breed that, but a lack of practice time is of the order. And just a great result in this game and a resilient effort once again. That's one thing, even over the period where the Flyers lost five out of seven, there was a lot of resilience in their game, and there was a lot of resilience in this game as well. Uh, Carter Hart got the start. He got the win. Um, He gave up four goals, yes, but the goals that he gave up, I I didn't look at any of those goals and say, well, he gave up one that I didn't like. You look at the first goal of the game, the Panarin one-timer on a cross-the-ice dot-to-dot pass, from a, one of the elite finishers in the NHL and Artemi Panarin, not much you can do about that. The second one, a two-on-one, perfectly executed, not defended perfectly by the Flyers, but perfectly executed uh, by the New York Rangers, set up by Artemi Panarin. And then the third one, Shane Gostisberg's gap just wasn't good enough uh, on, on Gauthier on that goal, and he gets by him and goes in and is able to go shelf with the backhand. And then the, thir- the fourth goal, rather, the one that gave the Rangers the 4-3 lead in the third period. Just a, a good three-man pass play by the Rangers and a one-timer beats Hart high glove side. Not much you can do there. He made some really big saves in the second period and a couple really big saves in the third period. But ultimately, the Flyers outlast the Rangers in this game, and, and that's what they needed to do. It didn't matter how this game looked. It didn't matter how uh, it, you know the score ended up or anything like that, as long as they ended up with the two points, which is exactly what happened in this one. And I got to speak to a couple of individual players in this game because Sean, or not, excuse me, Sean Couturier, let's start there. He's just been absolutely unbelievable. Coming into the game, he's on a 98 point pace, a couple more points in this one tonight. He's now pacing it over 100 per 82. Um, But James Van Riemsdyk picks up his 13th goal of the season, and he's done it now in 25 games. 
it took him last year in the 2019-20 season 49 games to get to his 13th goal. In his 49th game, he had 13 goals and 15 assists for 28 points. And this season, he's just been absolutely sensational. And he, he had a couple of games there where he didn't end up on the score sheet, but all said and done so far through 25 games. Again, it took him 49 last year. Through 25 games, he's got 12 goals and 16 assists. Well, 13 goals and 16 assists, excuse me, and 29 points. Uh, he's been tremendous for the Flyers, and he just keeps moving. In the offensive zone, he keeps moving his feet unless he's providing a net front screen. And that's the reason why he's getting the puck where he's getting it in scoring areas and burying them. He's always been a really good uh, shooter and a guy with really good hands. I mean, he's shooting right now. His shooting percentage is 20%. The highest in his career prior to that 20% was, well, one year he had 14.5% with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He had 36 goals that year, 18 assists, and 54 points. And a bunch of those came on the power play. 11 power play goals that year. That was also the year he was heading into free agency. But he's just been so good for the Flyers, it can't be understated. Joel Farabee as well, once again. He gets a really nice pass from Claude Giroux late in the second period from down below the goal line, and he just goes sharp angle, left-hand shot, high up over the shoulder of Kincaid. It ties the score, so you head to the third tie. Those are big goals. And Couturier, with a couple of assists in the first period, was tremendous as well. But then in the, in the third period in particular, you got to bring up, we talk about the veteran core, the veteran leadership. The play of Claude Giroux and the play of Jake Voracek in that third period, every time they were on the ice, they were generating opportunities. And they weren't really giving up opportunities. And eventually that wore the New York Rangers down. Giroux with the great goal, and what a pass from Jake Voracek for that goal. It was amazing. Because I, I say this all the time, one of the knocks on Giroux and Voracek is that they have these incredible amounts of points, but they're all assists. They're not goal scorers. They, they're, not, they're not guys that are going to put the puck in the net. And I know that in sports we tend to celebrate the goal scorer more than we celebrate the guy who got the assist. My contention has always been, especially as a guy that played goalie, is that a lot of times the assist is more important to that goal being scored than the guy who scored it. And that Voracek to Giroux goal, where Giroux picked up his sixth goal of the season, is a prime example. Now, Giroux does the right thing coming out from behind the net, and it looked like a set play on the power play, and goes to that far post, and he puts his stick there. He presents his stick as a target for Voracek, basically right off the post by the goal line. But to get that pass through, basically two, maybe three defenders to get that puck to Giroux, takes incredible vision, incredible precision. Because that is literally that is literally threading the needle through an eye threading the needle the thread through the eye of a needle. And it was it was executed beautifully. And I know Voracek didn't get that goal. Giroux did. And he did things right on that as well. And it takes multiple players to do things right to get goals in the National Hockey League. And that play and that assist from Jake Voracek is what I'm talking about. Because that pass is why they scored that goal. It really is. And that's why you can look at assists, and some people will look at them and say, yeah, it's just an assist. It's not as important as a goal. No, the assist was more important than the goal because had he not been able to thread that needle to a player that was in the right spot in Drew, 
it doesn't happen. That was I, I just want to make that point because I thought the play of Giroux and Voracek in that third period, they took over the game. They willed the Flyers to a win. And that's what you need your veteran players that get paid the big bucks and they're there to score and they're there to get the job done. And they did. Coupled with the fact that Voracek reads the play as Kincaid tries to stretch the ice, the Ranger goaltender, after he already stopped two breakaways in the game, by the way, on Scott Lawton, and I forget who the second one was on. It might have been it was on Jake Voracek, I believe. And he stops those two breakaways. But then in the overtime, Voracek reads the play. Kincaid doesn't get nearly enough on that stretch pass up the ice up the right side. So Voracek jumps it. Then he goes in and he absolutely undresses Keith Kincaid for the game winning goal. Flyers win the game five to four. Good performance. Uh, the second period was not good. No. The Rangers got three goals. Flyers got one. Uh, and there were some defensive breakdowns there, absolutely, and things that you don't want to see happen. But these two teams play a really wide-open style. At one point during the game, I even tweeted it out uh, to, to quote Doc Emmerich, fire wagon-style hockey. It was going bang, bang at both ends, up and down the ice. That's entertaining hockey for a lot of people. People like that fire wagon hockey, and that's what it was. And ultimately, the fire wagon ends up pulling into the station for the Flyers, and they get the 5-4 win. So entertaining hockey game. These two teams will be back at it coming up on Wednesday. They'll take on uh, the Rangers at the Wells Fargo Center Wednesday evening. We'll see how Elaine Vigneault decides to parse out his goalie minutes in that game because you have the back-to-back with uh, the Rangers on Thursday, or on Wednesday and then the Islanders on Thursday, Saturday, and then next Monday. The first two Islander games will be on the road, and then the game Monday will be back at the Wells Fargo Center. So of the five games in the next calendar week against New York teams, they get off to a great start. It's a great way to start a week of hockey, and they take the two points. Now the focus becomes on Wednesday evening's game at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers once again. We'll see if it's Carter Hart. He's got good numbers against the Rangers. Played good in the game. Maybe an opportunity to get him back in there coming up on Wednesday evening. If not, I'm sure with the back-to-back, he'll play uh, Thursday if he doesn't go Wednesday. So we'll see how that plays out as well. One of the guys returning to the lineup for the Flyers was forward Michael Roffle. Important player. Doesn't score a tremendous amount for the Flyers, but he's a guy that can give you quality minutes in all roles offensively. He can play on any line from the top line to the fourth line. Better suited to play in a bottom six situation. Uh, But he's a guy that can play right wing, left wing, and where he played tonight at center. Coming off that hand injury, I had a chance to catch up with Michael Roffle after the game, and here's that conversation. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily, he's back in the lineup, and uh, he's, I call him the Austrian utility knife. It's Michael Roffle. How you doing, Raph? Not too bad. Thank you very much. How did it feel to get back in? I I know it's hard when the team's struggling and you're not playing. It's a difficult situation when you feel like you can't help. Well, obviously, it's going... It's nice to come back. I don't think I had my my best game tonight, so it's uh, lots of work ahead for me and and for the whole team. You're playing in the middle and you're dealing with the hand injury. It's not a hundred percent. I know you said before the game today that it comes down to managing the pain and dealing with faceoffs. Is that something that puts a little added stress on that for you? Well, uh, I think if he managed it well, he didn't send me out for too many faceoffs, so. Uh, it, it was all right. I think I only took two, so that w- that was not the issue. Is the issue with the hand uh, kind of the strength of it, and just having that same dexterity and, and and usage that you would normally have? Well, it's 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 been a struggle. At least I'm able to tie my skates by myself now. That's a that's a big upgrade from two three days ago. So, 
So what were you oh, doing? Yeah. Having your dad come in and, and tie the skates like you like back in squirt? Oh, Harry, Harry, equipment manager took care of it. He was really good at it. Oh yeah, he get him real good and tight, like just like yeah. you like him. Yeah, no, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Raph, you're, you're such an important player for this team. It was brought up on the broadcast. You're a guy that can play literally on any line and any position. You can play the right side, the left side, the middle as you played tonight. You kill penalties. You do it all for this team. Um, getting you back in the lineup, I know, I know you felt like it maybe wasn't your best game, but the, the importance that you bring and the balance that you bring is so important. And when you guys are playing this many games, having to be able to that, that balance and being able to roll lines is, is of paramount importance, isn't it? Oh, well, you have to stretch it out over four lines, and I think we're we're struggling in the, especially on the fourth line right now. So we got to find a way to to stabilize that. And I was hoping I can could bring that in tonight, but obviously it didn't it didn't go our way. So as I said, there's uh, lots of work ahead of us, but it's obviously nice to come out of here with two points. Sometimes it just comes down to finding ways to win hockey games, and I think that was a greasy one tonight, but we take it with a hand kiss. Raph, one of the other things you bring to the table is you really know how to keep the team light at the right times. And, you know, when you guys score that what looked like the go-ahead goal there on the Hayes goal, and then it's overturned for the offsides, what's kind of the feeling on the bench at that point for you guys? You can't sag because you still got a hockey game that's still be determined. Yeah, and we were still on the power play, so it was obviously it's not the, the way you want it to go, but it is what it is. It was offside, so um, back in the day, they wouldn't have a chance to review that. So it is what it is. I mean, um, you just got to keep going. We were, I think we were getting better and better in the third. So it was, a, it was a, as I said, a huge win for us and, and nice to get two points here. Talk about in the third period because your leadership group with, with Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek, they, they played like they had their hair on fire and they were going to do everything they could to will you guys to the victory. And it worked out. And, and both of those players were instrumental in that third period and what you guys accomplished. They're still great players, you know, and if the, the game is on the line, you look up to those guys, and, and if they if they play like they did tonight, we have a hell of a hockey team. Um, is it frustrating when you go out as a player? Because you have seven points in 21 games. You've been pacing it per 82. It would be your highest uh, since uh, you had 31 points back in the 2015 season, 16 season. Is it frustrating when you get knocked out in the short season? Because when you miss time in a short season with this condensed schedule, you miss more games. Um, it's never easy to set out, um, point wise. I don't really, it's nice to get points. I would be lying if I say it's not like that, but it's, it's not my role here. Let's put it that way. Um, you, you're really uh, close and, and good friends with Scott Lawton. Uh, he had that breakaway. He's usually really good on breakaways. Did you get, did you break his uh, stones a little bit on that? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Thanks <laughs> That's for coming. It up though. No, for sure. It's got to be coming. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, the the feeling in the room, going back to New York again on Wednesday to play the Rangers once again, then you guys are going to see the Islanders twice. This is a really pivotal spot in the schedule for you guys right now, isn't it? Every game is every game is like that. Every team is going through it right now. As I said, huge win tonight. So we got to get on a roll here to, to make the playoffs. Every game is huge, and the Islanders are, are right hot, but you can look too too far ahead um another game in two days we try to steal another two points last thing for you does it feel like that as a player um that you guys are already in this playoff push now you're not even at the midway point you'll get to that in a couple of games at the 28 game mark for the 56 game season but does it feel like you're in this hey 
every shift matters right now because the, there's we're playing only the teams in our division for the top four spots. They're four-point games. And is it feeling like that kind of from a mental standpoint, game in and game out? Oh, it is like that. And it is like that if you win, and it is like that if you lose. You have to have a short memory right now and just go game from game to game and recover in the, in the little time you have off and, and work on some stuff. So. Well, you guys got the win. And let me just give you this stat on the way out the door. Uh, the Flyers are 34-2-6 and six over the last five seasons when you score a goal. Did you know that? I should be shooting more. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I'm going to see you shoot 10 times coming up on uh, on Wednesday night, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. hopefully you find the net because the results are good. Okay. Okay, I'll do my best. I promise. Awesome. Hey, Raf, it's great to have you back in the lineup and uh, all that you bring to the table, uh, both on and off the ice. Uh, thanks for doing this, and best of luck coming up on Wednesday. Be well, all right? Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm sure Scott Lawton's not going to be happy that uh, I reminded him, uh, Michael Roffel, uh, about uh, his lack of execution on that breakaway. Lawton's one of those guys really good on a breakaway. That was the guy that had the other breakaway, by the way, when I messed it up earlier. But uh, I'm sure Raff's going to give it to him now, and uh, a good performance uh, from Michael Roffel in his first game back. Was he perfect in the game? No, he's just getting back in, and he's dealing with a hand injury, which is uh, no picnic to play with when it comes to gripping the stick and being able to control the puck. But again, he provides so much for this Flyers team, both on and off the ice. He's a guy that will keep it extremely light, take the edge off players, funny guy, and uh, really a good glue guy for this team. And good to have him back in the lineup and back healthy. So he'll be back uh, presumably on Wednesday, and uh, we'll see if Elaine Vigneault opts to make any changes. Maybe Nate Prosser comes out of the lineup and Robert Haig or uh, Eric Gustafson comes back in. All said and done, though, it's a Flyers win. It's two points in the standings, and that's what matters most. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, uh, you're going to hear a conversation that I was able to have with another Flyer that uh, that had a chance to go through a Flyers camp and is now playing with the Phantoms when normally he wouldn't be able to play with the Phantoms. That would be Tyson Forster. Usually he'd be playing with the, the Barry team in the OHL. That's not an option right now. He's been playing with the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and he got his first professional goal. So we'll talk to Tyson Forster on tomorrow's episode, but that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Great way to start your hockey week. Flyers beat the Rangers in overtime. We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening.